Okay, hi friends, my name is Gabby and this is a Gabby Stops Podcast. Welcome if you're a first time listener, thank you for deciding to join the fam. I'm so happy that you're here with with me with an open ear. This is a judgment free zone where I'll be open and transparent. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Okay, so brief uh, recap of last week's episode. On last week's episode, I talked about the importance of living in the present and how it ties back to our purposes and what God has called on our lives. Please go back and listen if you haven't already. All right, so today's episode is The Dangers of Lowering Your Standard. And I have a special guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? <laughs> Hi, I am Kay. Um, Instagram is KMob and YouTube is Honey K. And I am just excited to be here and talk about some topics of lowering your standards. You do not understand how excited <laughs> I am. You know what's crazy? Let me give y'all a quick background. Yes. <laughs> we were actually planning to do a podcast together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just, I'm just excited that you're here because it it feels so like full circle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, look at us. You going on your YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let me give praises. This is in the fall. She's going to UNC and I am so excited for Gabby. She is a beautiful soul, and she will be attending Greensboro. And yes, you would see, girl. Yes, you would see. G, y'all. This oh is this God. is just so exciting for us. I feel so blessed to have her as a friend, and I am just so excited to see where we go and where we end up. It's just amazing. Thank you for being a friend. Hey, hey, hey <laughs> down in. <laughs> So, to our topic, the dangers of Lawrence Sands. No, this is really funny because mm-hmm. a couple months back, what was it, September, when we went to go tour mm-hmm. UNC Charlotte, we yep. was having a conversation at that restaurant yes. over there. Yes. And when I tell you, it was such a good conversation. Like, mm-hmm. if your mom would have recorded that, <laughs> girl, we would have been viral. Yes. Because, <laughs> uh, ooh. Uh, so, we low-key kind of talked about this before, but... We also have a lot of good segues and little bullet points under that for different stuff. So what does, like, to you, what is the danger of lowering your standard? Well, I would have to say, like, I don't know, just being comfortable with lowering your standards is a red flag. Mm-hmm. You should always hold yourself to a higher expectation. And you should love yourself and adore yourself and feel as if you don't need to lower your standards to be loved right. i mean why would you you know i just feel as if it's just a common thing now and it's so it's so normalized in this generation and i <laughs> i just will never understand it. i really don't i will never it is interesting that you said that because that's our first bullet point mm-hmm. dating in this generation yeah can we first talk about how Toxic. The yes. talking stages. Yes. So, I. <laughs> ooh, the talking stage. I felt as if it is just a dating type of thing without the title and without the commitment part. Mm-hmm. And when you're talking to somebody, that's just like saying, "Oh, this is my friend with benefit." Mm-hmm. And. Why would women want to do that? You know, why would men want to do that? Why wouldn't you want to build a strong connection with someone and see where it takes you? I don't know. I just feel like the talking stage is really just an excuse not to commit right away. It really is an excuse because like mm-hmm. you said, it's ba- the talking stage. Come on, let's keep it a buck. Let's uh-huh. keep it a cue. <laughs> when you say you're talking to somebody, that's basically saying this is... It's basically your girlfriend or your boyfriend without the title. Mm-hmm. And you see how to- that's so toxic. It is. It is. Because so you're basically telling me that I'm giving you the time and energy mm-hmm. as a girlfriend, mm-hmm. but you're not even going to give me the title. Ooh, baby. Like, that is crazy. <laughs> like, how? I don't even know how that started. And they had to start right there. Because I don't it know. Did. It's just it like, did. like, yo, you know, it'll be like, I'll be like, hey, Kay, hey, Kay, like, hmm. <laughs> What a, what's going on with you and old boy? You'd be like, girl, we just talking. We just talking. What does that mean? <laughs> like, doesn't that sound stupid? You'd be so comfortable with saying that. Like, what? What does this even mean? And the thing is, we're so clueless about mm-hmm. what it means. 
we just do it because everybody else is doing it everybody you know what i'm saying it. it's so weird this generation is so weird when it comes to that uh, and they try to h- hit the whole well you know i'm young i can't really be held Ooh. down to one person like, what you mean? <laughs> baby you don't want to be held down why are you talking Yo, to somebody, somebody in general oh, like for me it's uh, like why is there a talking stage like right. because you know what's the crazy part i wouldn't have a, a problem with the talking stage if it wasn't like because talking stage would be like six months six months in baby you know my last name by six months. You should. Like, I'd be like, for me, talking <laughs> stages. Hey, do you want my number? We talked. <laughs> we talked. <laughs> like I we think, talked. I think what the older generations had was dating. They dated, mm-hmm. but they didn't commit to one person. So they would go around and they would date, and they would date. Yeah, see, I agree with that. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, I'm talking to you and I'm cheating on you while going on dates. No, right. because we're not together. Dating should be you're dating different going people. on dates exactly. going on dates you know what i'm saying and i feel like the talking stage is you're with one person but you're not committed and that is so toxic that is so toxic it is toxic because if you really think about it that's why because if you really think about it you guys this is a real honest thing mm-hmm. if you really think that the talking stage isn't toxic why is it that when you're talking to somebody and you find out that they're talking to somebody else why does that make you so upset why is that a problem why, why is that a problem because you're just talking right right and that's one thing if you guys have an agreement mm-hmm. i can understand it yeah but most of the time people don't have agreements they say they want to be with you but they will never give you that title mm. and i feel if you like someone like that person like them give them that your attention and just enjoy their time and not try to be out here trying to enjoy everybody else's time i mean if you have an agreement of like oh i want to be friends with benefits okay say that say that don't beat around the bush ew don't beat around the bush one thing i hate is a liar oh one thing i hate is a liar like if you just want to if you just want to get in my pants just say that I'm gonna cut you off. Oh, wow. But we're being same, real. We're being real. real. We're being real because <laughs> at this point in time, we're growing up. Uh, we're grown. You should not be trying to be over here talking about. Oh, I want to get to know you. I want. I want you to be my girlfriend and just want to, you know, have sex. Mm-hmm. Just say that. Be point blank. Period. Because if you really think about it, that's like literal, like emotional trauma, and it's, nobody wants to talk about uh, that. Leading on people. Ugh, man. That's I, so messed up. It is. It is. If you really think about it, it is. And can we talk about how everybody wants to be nonchalant now? Let's get into that. Mm. <laughs> Let's get into that because the thing about nonchalant is I think it is a facade. I think it is mm-hmm. something that you put on. You're not born into being nonchalant. That's a growing development that you learn. And I feel as if you really want to love somebody you have to be able to put that to like to side nonchalant is an excuse to not open up and people say it when in reality there's no real reason for you to do that it's you being scared of being loved nonchalant is just saying I'm gonna make this person feel bad because I won't express my feelings. It's a wall. It is. It is. It is a wall. And it's a bridge from you just opening up and discovering love, honestly. I don't know. I don't know. Everybody wants to fight to be nonchalant in the relationship. See who can go days without talking to person. And if you really think about it, that's toxic too because yeah. it's emotional manipulation too. Yes. Because obviously, if the person that you're with or talking or whatever you want to say is nonchalant, it forces you to really, really put yourself out there. And when you really look at it, it's one-sided because you have this person trying to pull and pull something out of you and the other person is just there, but you feel the need because it's like, oh my gosh, well, they're just like that. So I have to do my all. But in reality, it's a facade. Mm Mind you, there are people that are very introverted mm-hmm. and have anxiety because mm-hmm. I know I have anxiety. Yeah. Well, there's I've had there's different levels in, of anxiety for me. It's like a kind of a thought thing. Mm-hmm. But I know there's people with anxiety that is legit like 
expressing their feelings is scary. So I understand that's a realistic thing for, for y'all out there that are choosing nonchalantness mm-hmm. and be like, you know what? I'm about to do this so I don't have to put myself. It's it's a it's a fear tactic and it's manipulation. Yes, yes. So that's that's not right, y'all. And it's like, you know, come on. Let's be honest. You know when you're doing that. You know, you know deep down in your heart, you are not no nonchalant person. Stop putting on this front for different people. Love somebody. Be able to love. Mm -hmm. Loving is not wrong. Maybe I'm just a hope. Loving is easy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, maybe I'm just a helpless romantic, but I want to be loved. Yeah. And I don't want to try and pull something out of you you should just want to give it you know and it's hard it is hard i understand but i don't want to fight you know i just thought about you know that trend on tiktok where it's just like oh when the boy that likes you texts you you want to go out and then in their head it's like ah! yes. and he texts anyway like, okay that it's like that it it's is, like it is. because if you really think about it it's like you're sending you're sending that message to that other person like Cause okay, realistically, for somebody to ask you out, especially if the person really likes you, they're putting their heart out there. They're putting their feelings out there. So when you do this whole thing, be like, "Ooh, I'm about to, I, I'm, I'm crying, throwing up, screaming inside." But and then the 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 response that you give is like, uh, like that you want to be nonchalant, so you don't think, it's, so you don't oh think, so you don't want the other person to know all your yes. feelings. But if you really think about it, that's emotional manipulation because. How is that other person supposed to know? Because that's a lot for them and a lot of time and energy for them to put themselves out there and ask you out, do this and that. And so when you give them that nonchalant response, mm-hmm. by choice, mind you, this is by choice. Exactly. By choice, yeah. that that's, that's, that's messed up. It's a fight to see who shows less interest. Oh my gosh, I never thought about yeah. it like that. Yes, like if you actually think about it, nobody wants to seem too interested. Because they seem desperate. At least that's what they think. Mm. And when you fight to see who's less interested, you never really get to see that person. You never really get to see them. You never take them out because you don't want to be afraid that they might reject you or that they're not feeling you. But if you put yourself out there and you let that be known, I feel like if it's a genuine connection, it will fall into place. Because if you really think about it, it's not real. It's a game. Exactly. It's a game. It's mind tactics going back and forth. Honestly. Honestly. And... <laughs> it's giving... Think like a man. <laughs> it's giving... It's Ooh. like... Obvious. If you really think... think like let's talk man. about it. Let's it's talk like, about that. It's like the, 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 the culture behind... If you think... Um, if you really want to know how to get with man, you gotta think like, oh, the mind and yes. thoughts behind a woman, and this and that, and um, how to be with a high value man, and this and oh. that. It's like this whole culture of trying to figure out and like exactly. get people and get in people's minds yes. and do these different things. What happened to a regular? Oh, oh my gosh, I have a question and like somebody and leap for it leap of faith exactly. leap for love exactly like, fight, <laughs> for fight for it god but now it's you. all like this like i said again it's yeah. this this it's like we think about obviously okay mind you let me not confuse y'all do not be blind in love mm. do not be mm. blind in love but also there has to be a genuine thing yeah. i feel like dating nowadays in our generation is not genuine anymore it's, not. it's either for status either for status well i feel like it's really it's a lot about status yeah or if you if people do genuinely like or love that person whatever it's they're not doing it the right way Mm -hmm. which causes there to not be an actual real like relationship you know what i mean connection and Mm -hmm. commitment because if you can't even do the simple thing of showing your regular like your emotions and giving me like the equal Mm -hmm. thing how are we supposed to be committed exactly, in long term? Exactly. Like, and this is why baby mama culture mm-hmm. and all that is a mm-hmm. thing. Commitment. It's all about that. It's all about that. Nobody wants to commit. And everything is so normalized now. Exactly. It's so normalized. Like Being a baby mama is the next wife. Say it again. Being a baby mama <laughs> is the next wife. That's normalized it now. It is. It is. No. no. Like, everybody's so scared to get married now. 
Mm-hmm. And back then, it was like, oh, I'm going to marry her. Yeah, I'm going to marry her. I'm going to marry her. Oh, now it's, I'm going to give her my baby. <laughs> <laughs> now it's, I'm going to give you my baby. Instead of a ring, you better get my <laughs> child. You better get, get, get my child, baby. I'm not giving you no ring. You're going to get a child. Mm. And, ooh, that just, ooh, mm. that tears do something. I can't. Mm-mm. Or people being engaged for like 10 years. Are we gonna not gonna talk about that? Mm. <laughs> because for some people, yeah, we're gonna get to that ring, but we're not actually gonna get married. We're not gonna actually get married. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm call you my fiance. We're gonna, gonna call you fiance. We're gonna walk around saying, oh, you know, we getting married, but never actually do. Yeah. Ugh. And also the unrealistic expectations of men and women. Mm-hmm. Unrealistic. <sighs> I truly believe I have a high standard yes Mm -hmm. and have I lowered it for someone that I liked yes Hmm. but I've never set this rapper (laughs) (laughs) this big baller money making man in my mind I've never done that and I would never put that on somebody because Shoot, I'm working a nine to five. I'm trying to still get myself together. So I don't expect you to be all together, but I do expect you to respect me, Mm -hmm. to not make me lower my standards, but for you to try and work towards them or like not even work towards them. If you know you can't, just say that. Honestly, just have a plan. Yeah. If you just have a plan or idea or a dream, that is worthwhile to me. It is. You know what I mean? It is. And I feel like, especially our age, like, let's just say 17, 18, 19, you know, like, you know, the okay. young adult, well, yeah, you know. One and two. Yeah. We, we're expecting providers. Yes. How are you a provider at 18? <laughs> how are you provide? How are you providing for me when I can't even provide for myself that way? <laughs> like, honestly, it's not even supposed to be like that because for me, I think I think that's why dating is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Because you know, you go out on dates, there's exactly. you know, of course like I want the man to pay for my dinner. Yes, that's okay, or, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so going out on dates and letting the man spoil you. Fully. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a man should Spoil me, but not to the extent where he has to go out of his way, cut off his bills to try to please. Because that's irresponsible. Exactly. Because if you really see, okay, to the ladies out there that's like, oh yeah, that man better break the bank. Child, there's not gonna be any bank left <laughs> for when y'all together. Like it's like that's okay, irresponsible. So don't say like I want the man to break the bank, but you also want this level of him wanting to do something like you know yes. nice for you even yes. if it's a simple yes. thing where you get me like a i don't know flowers like, like get flowers. flowers like that's not about to be, but the the thought behind exactly. it exactly like it's all about the and then i feel like for any like guys listening like i think that's what it is with us it's just it's not even like the value behind it or how much it costs mm-hmm. is the 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 fact that you thought about me yes. the fact that you wanted to do something nice for me yes. That's what it is. That's what it's all about. I feel like just being able to show that you thought about me or just giving me a small gift is all about the effort. Hmm. And that shouldn't be unrealistic at all. It shouldn't be. The unrealistic part, I feel like, is expecting like these big huge things things that don't really matter Mm -hmm. to be honest out of especially in like our age bracket out of us because it's like we're starting to figure our life like child i haven't even entered into to college yet (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. um and it's just expecting that out of just because he's a he's a he's a dude he's a man whatever like expecting that out of him because oh you a man so you should be able to handle all this i'm a woman i need to be taken care of Girl, what? Take care of yourself first, baby. Mm, let's talk about that. <laughs> Take care of yourself first. Be independent. Stop being so dependent on a man. We don't need a man. Girls, who won this mother? Uh, who won uh, the uh, world? Girls, girls, who won the world? Girls. Like, stop being so dependent on a man. And I just think that falls in with, like, not having a father figure. Mm. 
yes yeah. <laughs> it just falls it ties in with that because we want to figure out how to be loved by a man when your dad is supposed to be the first person that loves you oh man and that shows you and guides you to what man you want but we don't know and that's another thing with anybody from like you know older generation or even our generation i don't know mm-hmm. if you have like a kid or something really think about who you're gonna be with because if that person that you're with does have that commitment and stuff think about the children that you're gonna have like i know for me not having my dad in my life that made a huge impact in my life obviously i feel like i wouldn't be the person i am today without my dad not being present in my life but it did cause a great deal of trauma and it it caused me not having that um I couldn't see what, how do I say this? What a real man was supposed to be like, how you're supposed to be treated, Mm -hmm. like a stable image, or even having the simple fact of just having your dad in your life. I feel like that is a big deal with being a girl. Like your dad just being in your life and your dad just loving you. Mm -hmm. That is a high, that not high expectation, that is a good standard. Because when you grow up and you have the woman in your life like loving you, Mm And being there present in your life, it makes you, when you're looking at like being with somebody or dating, you're like, man, I have my dad was in my life and he loved me. So that's the least that you could do is be here, be exactly. present. But when you don't have that, what are you supposed to look at? Exactly. What are you supposed to look for in a man? Honestly. Like, you don't know. So you try all these different men now. Mm-hmm. And you go around trying to figure out. Dang, what am I missing? And it's that father figure. I never thought about it like that. Yes, yes. You go around looking for your dad and men. Like when my dad left, all I wanted to do was find a boyfriend. Because I wanted someone to hold, to be a man in my life, to take care of me. That's why I always go for older men because I want someone that just loves me unconditionally. And when he didn't do that, all I did was go out looking for different people. That's some real stuff. It is some real stuff. And it, <laughs> I never thought about it. It happens, that. it happens, it happens a lot. That's why women just go out searching for different men, trying to find a father figure. Hmm. And it's crazy. That is a good discuss. <laughs> that is a very because I don't think we really want to talk about that because yeah. I feel like in especially in conversations like this, we're talking about dating and mm-hmm. being a te- teenager. We don't talk about where it comes from. Exactly. We talk about oh wow, it's bad about lowering your standard, but where did that standard of lowering come from? Exactly. What is the source of that? Exactly, and it starts with the parenting. It starts with the parenting. Mm generational trauma generational trauma baby because for me generational trauma is not even how you grew up generational trauma is the relationship that you're in exactly the relation and it all starts with your standards (laughs) it all starts with your standards so while you're in that talk talks while you're in that talking (laughs) stage think about the itty bitty baby <laughs> like you know what? I, it all ties, and nobody wants to talk about that because for me, the way that I look at dating, especially with being a Christian, yeah, I think about it as like dating and then like going into like marriage and all that. I feel like it, it's a it's a covenant. It's a ser- yeah. It's a very serious thing. It is, and not too many people want to discuss it. It's a very serious topic. Dating as a Christian is not easy. It's not, and. Let's get into that. Let's get into that. Let's get into Can we talk about the boundaries? Yes. Mm. Yes, the boundaries. So this generation loves to go out and have some, you know, some sex. They love to get nasty. Nasty, drunk and nasty. Drunk and nasty. (laughs) Drunk and nasty. nasty. But when you tell a boy or when you tell a woman, oh, I'm celibate. I'm waiting until marriage. I went, you know, I'm celebrating, I'm waiting until marriage. I don't do any of that. I want to build a strong connection. They're scared. Mm. 
they don't want to wait they want to experience i don't even think it's uh, the experience i don't know what it is when it comes to sex i don't know what is so desirable i think it's a cover-up that's what i think it is because in my head when i think about it when I think about it, I think it's the kind of thing like, dang, you willing to have sex with me? That means must mean you really like me. Mm-hmm. People are willing to have sex rather than having real conversation, yes. having genuine, Ooh-wee. you know. And isn't that crazy? Because it sex is. is like the the most, it's the it's it's the the biggest form of love that mm-hmm. a person can give. It's, and why is that the first thing exactly. that we're willing to give exactly. another person? Exactly, it's most vulnerable. Whenever you have sex with someone, you take a piece of them. Mm. So, Can we talk about soul ties? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Woo, baby! Get me in a soul tie. <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell you. The first soul tie that I've ever had broke me. And he took everything out of me. Drained me. I didn't even know who I was. Depressed. I had the worst type of fear of loving someone new. A soul tie is a tie that is deeper than just immorality. It's deeper than vulnerability. It's something that takes you. That's your soul. That's your soul. (laughs) That That is a piece of your mind and everything you have. Girls, this is why after you have sex with that person, oh my gosh, I can't stop thinking about it. And we think it's a cute thing. I can't stop thinking I'm so about it. Girl, that's literally him taking a piece of you. That's Ooh. literally that's um guys, that's literally her taking a piece of you. Yes. Like it's both ways. And casual sex, I don't know, I don't know. It's like you always take a characteristic of someone that you casually have. Cause sex why with. all of a sudden am I angry? Am I angry? Why yeah. I'm all of a sudden why am I all of a sudden, you know, bold? Why am I all of a sudden, you know, walking like I don't care about the world? Because you've taken a piece of everybody that you sleep with. And then that's, and then you see how nowadays, and I guess I can tie back into today and this generation, mm-hmm. like sex culture, like in sex, like empowerment and stuff. Mm-hmm. They they say like, yeah, it's I have power over my body. I feel bold. I feel great. I'm having sex. But if you really think about it, all that power and all that, whatever you're feeling, it's not empowerment. Mm-hmm. That is literally characteristics. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, I I support women empowerment 2458. Yeah. I support it with all my heart. But if you look at it from a man's perspective, they're like, oh, she a hoe. She dirty. Mm. And it's like, we care about our bodies to a certain extent. To a certain extent to a certain extent and why wouldn't we care about it every time like care about it like because sex is a big deal we don't like sex is such a normal thing now it's just like a regular deck i don't know it's so weird and like you said it's like that is the most we woman empowerment it's like that for me Mm -hmm. that is woman empowerment to me yeah taking like care of that because that's the most vulnerable You know, that's the most vulnerable place it could be. So for me, woman empowerment is like, yeah, until we married and under the covenant, until we in the box, what um, what did Mike Todd said? He said, you can do whatever you want in the box mm-hmm. of marriage. Like, it's like he had this, um, why can't I think of the word? He had this example that he showed on one of his sermons. And he was like, so imagine you get two pieces of like, um, you know that paper that we used to use in like elementary school, like the different colors and mm-hmm. stuff. So imagine you take two of those things of paper mm-hmm. and you take like glue, mm-hmm. put it together. So the glue putting it together that sex. Mm-hmm. And when you pull it apart, what happens is traces, traces. Of, of each paper is on each. And yes. and then mind you, that's just one sexual yeah. thing right there. Mm-hmm. So imagine every time. Every time. Every time. Every time. Every time. And it's gonna be by the end of it five ten years later we're just these little strands it's like you're not ever gonna be the same and that's what it is and i think what the problem the issue with the church is we they say don't have sex don't have sex before you're married and they leave it at that Mm -hmm. but they don't really talk about like how the temptations the temptations and what it really is and why we we 
I think the church likes to spew out fear. Oh yeah. And not doesn't really want to actually teach. Educate. They can throw a verse and be like sexual immorality, da, 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 da. but they don't really talk about. They don't really talk about okay why this is danger because me I'm not even gonna lie before I saw that whole analogy I was just like wait so why can't you have sex before me mm-hmm. like I just thought it was a type of thing where just like these old church folks were like mm-hmm. they were just being like all like oh. uppity and, and like <laughs> don't have sex before you're married and I thought it was just like a look thing mm-hmm. because growing up when I would see like people in my family or people in general talk about it it was about now you don't want to be having no baby mm-hmm. out of way it was this like it, it was like this type of look thing they didn't really talk about like the importance of it on a spiritual level because yeah, yes. your spirit and your emotions and all that all connect exactly. and and then that goes to your mental health too mm-hmm. how do you expect to i don't even know because we're quick and it's easy to have sex with a person but we can't go and build therapy. a connection yeah and talk about what the problem is uh it's like sex is just a cover-up to get over whatever you're dealing with and going on with sex like being equally yoked mm-hmm. being equally yoked so what i feel about being let's first talk about what being equally yoked is mm-hmm. so like us as christians you know when you when you're in dating and looking for somebody or with somebody you like somebody, you really got to think about where are they at spiritually? Where are they at with their relationship with God? So let's just say, for instance, I like somebody and they're not a Christian or they are like they, you know, they go to church on Sundays or they grew up in the church, but they don't really have an actual relationship with God. So let's just say we're dating. Let's just say we even get married. So it's going to be one of those things where in our path or whatever in our life, there's always going to be this thing this strain and this thing and we're going to be always on different levels because we don't have that same connection with god mm-hmm. and so because when me and a husband i want them to be connected with god so god could tell them what's up with me mm-hmm. and how to handle me and deal with me and same vice versa like i want god to be able to speak to me and talk to me and i want to have such a good relationship with god where he can help me and all that type of stuff so when you're unequally yoked you're not gonna have that mm-hmm. it's like if one yoke is runnier than the runnier other, than the other <laughs> one of y'all is gonna get tired of running. And mm. I saw that within my home because my father is an atheist. He's an atheist, and my mom is a strong believed Christian woman. Oh, I know. Let me tell y'all, she will speak a scripture. She will pray, preach over you in a minute. Woo. But the thing is, being forced to be in the church against your will tends to pull you away from God. And I saw that within my family. I saw it within myself. But being able to find God on your own is a different type That's of journey. Beautiful. It is beautiful and it's amazing. And I would recommend it for anybody. <laughs> and so that's why it's hard when imagine trying to figure that out in a marriage. Exactly. Imagine that. And having kids. And, and the thing is, you are a product of that. You are yes. you are under so you have a different level and different like perspective of yes. that. Because you're actually under that. Like it's I know it's probably hard like growing up and your parents don't believe in the same thing. Yeah. It or is. like this back and fight battle of because because pe- you know. Like just being in a different headspace, being somewhere else spiritually. Exactly. Like I, w- I would want that. I would want like my future kids to feel safe. Yeah. And then feel like you know, mom and dad are both on the same, same page. You know what I mean? They're both like, cause if you got one parent that's like, not let's not even say atheist, but one parent that's just like. They just go to church. Yeah. They just go to church because because their wife goes to church mm-hmm. or whatever. Then it's kind of like one of those things where, especially when one parent is enforcing like that relationship with God and stuff, mm-hmm. it's not gonna really be that. It might be support. Be like, okay, honey, you can do whatever you want. Like, I'm gonna support you whatever you want. But it's just like the best support is actually being there and yeah. doing it. So if you're looking at mom and dad and mama 
is the only one that's really doing what she's pushing and she's like wait what about it's like i don't know and people really people don't think about that and that's why i feel like marriage is not a thing that people strive for anymore because people don't feel like doing all that yeah they don't feel like putting in the work and it's all hmm. (laughs) it's all about work yes it's all about work it really is and that's why i feel like being equally yoked is so important important. because it just badges out a lot of just stuff that you don't have to deal with obviously marriage is hard and being a relationship is hard and being a christian is hard but when you gotta when you got a strong unit pray together unit it got that is so beautiful praying together i've always desired of it i okay I had this boy and he was strong. He was a strong believer. And I kind of ran away from him because I was so scared of being intertwined with him. Cause I didn't know what it was. I didn't know mm. how to feel about his love or how he was pushing my journey into Christ. And I ran away. I did. And I pushed him away. And I never want to do that again. I want to be a strong believer and I want somebody to see me being a strong believer. But I wish I would have never ran because I was so scared of God's love and I was scared of his love. And let's talk about that. I feel like we really need to talk about the, the importance of really having your own relationship with God mm-hmm. and not have it and also, can we talk about the difference between actually having a relationship with God and religion and about like, just because you go to church every Sunday, just because you're in the youth group, just because you're on the worship team, because that was my dilemma. Mm-hmm. If I'm gonna be honest, I don't think I really had an actual relationship with God till the pandemic. So you find it yourself. Because it forced me, like while I was out of the church, to, actual make, a, to make an actual connection with God. Because yes. before, you know, yeah, I went to church every Sunday. I was there every Wednesday. I was there every worship day, rehearsal, whatever. Yeah, I was at all the events and stuff. And I and I thought, and for me, a connection was God, connection with God was through the pastor mm-hmm. or through other people praying for me or going to the altar. Like for me, that was my connection with God. But throughout the rest of the week, it was kind of like, yeah, I... I'm going to get back to God on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get back to God on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me call somebody. Let me text somebody to pray for me, but I can't pray for myself. I can't pray for myself. And that's just that spiritual journey that you have to go through to finally find it. Because the church is just the building. Mm. The church is just the building. It's what's inside of you and how God just oozes out of you. And you got to do that on your own. Exactly. You can't. And, and that's why I feel like that's why I feel like it's kind of, it's really toxic when and hard when it's two people trying to figure out their relationship with God with together. God together. And that's what my dilemma was. And it's a tension. <laughs> and then it's tension. It is. It it tears you apart. Because especially if there's someone like on a higher level, it's gonna be you yes. since you're at this place with God and since you have these high expectations, you're kind of looking down at that other person yes. because it's just like, wait, why that's aren't you I at the same felt. place? That's how I always felt. I felt like he was just looking down on me like because i wasn't so into it like he was mm-hmm. but in reality he just wanted to help me he just mm-hmm. wanted and to, you can't see that because it could be coming from a good place exactly but you just feel like dang they're attacking me because i'm not a strong believer as you are you know what i'm saying yeah uh i that's one thing i will regret <laughs> and another thing with kind of like the dangers of learning standard can we talk about dating as a minority we can get into that. Being black. Like, Being black and loving somebody. First of all, <laughs> first of all how black love is just so beautiful. Black love. Ooh. Have you ever seen the show Black Love on OWN? Yeah, I have. It's so... Black love. It's such a beautiful thing. Like, no words can describe melanin people together. Chocolate babies. Chocolate babies. <laughs> But within that, within dating as a minority, you're going to have colorists. Yep. You're going to have unrealistic standards. And black women. And black, black women. Black men. Can we talk and about black, black men? black men. 
like preferences texturism standards stereotypes types preferences right mm. like we can really get into dating the colorism let's let's yeah. start with that so i feel like colorism comes from each side men or women you know but what we see is men love to criticize a black woman a dark chocolate black woman and they love to say black women have attitudes that's why i choose to date foreign or i choose to date white women but in reality they just don't want to deal with the amount of respect we have for ourselves they want something easy they want something they can control and in reality black women will not let you walk over i promise you that because i know i know from the black women that i know in my life have never been walked over and black men are scared of that. And and I think what it is, is going back to it not being easy. Exactly. Because exactly. people don't want to work that hard. And it's also another thing with black love and both parties being black. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of trauma in that. It is. Because there's a lot of... Because honestly, I feel like it ties back to like, you know, slavery and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. we were separated. Mm-hmm. And it's... I, saw, I forgot where I saw this at. But there was like, isn't it crazy how the black men are doing what the white man did to them? Like, the way that... The white man separated the black wow. man from their family, and now is a thing that they do. It is. It is. Oh my gosh! If you actually look at it, it is. Like, oh my gosh! Mixed babies, interracial couples. I I feel like when black men have one bad experience with a black woman, they all black run. women are bad. Yeah, all all of them are. All of them are ghetto. All of them are loud unapologetic as we should be because <laughs> we had to fight we had to fight and we shouldn't be unapologetic for being black and it's also with women too because there's a it lot is. of people out there having these high expectations with like men and you'd be like oh you know what let me go ahead and give me a white man let me give me a white man you know Honestly, I don't have a problem with interracial couples, but when it comes down to the toxic thing behind it, if exact- it's for the wrong thing, because for me, mm-hmm. if it's a coincidence and you just end up just falling in love with a white person, that's your business, <laughs> right? Or or a Spanish person, Asian person, Indian person, that's your business, baby. We ain't got nothing to do that. That had nothing to do with that. But when there's a, something behind, there's this TikToker that I saw, and she was like, she said, like, interracial dating, it's either one of these three things. It's either coincidence um preference mm-hmm. or it's bias it's bias bias yep it's one of those three things and mainly <laughs> it'd be, be biased it'd be biased <laughs> cuz i mean i don't know how to even get into that colorism comes from a deep root it comes from self-hate it comes from not wanting to be able to love someone like you and when colorism is brought into the light and you actually look at it it really comes within the person like you can really hate yourself and want to date a different race just because you hate yourself so that and that's the thing that i think that's what it is it's like with especially with black men black women both but i feel like really with black men it's a reflection of the hatred that you have about yourself exactly like your mom was black disrespecting black women right now how are you disrespecting the love they have for you and i mean some people you but know also with the whole type about see i'm not even gonna lie sometimes i low-key cringe at the whole but your mama's black because mm-hmm, sometimes mm-hmm. it's one of those things where a lot of that trauma comes from the mother from the because even though mom. sometimes a mom can't help it they got to be the mom and the dad and People with the black man, I see what they do. It's like, oh, like, I love my mama so much. She was there for you, did for that. But they don't really kind of see the the trauma behind it about how yeah. even though your mom might have been doing the best that she could do, it is it is trauma. It's traumatic. trauma traumatic of, like, not having your father and then your mom having... It's about imbalance because a woman is supposed to be a woman. Supposed to be mother. A mother can't be a father. That's like yeah, a mommy I mean, can't yeah. be a dad. <laughs> a mom cannot be a dad. So uh, a boy. It's both men and women need their fathers and all that type of stuff. But especially, I feel like a man. Like 
you need a how are you supposed to know how to treat women? Like your mom could be like, don't you be hitting these girls? Even like, don't you respect these? But it's just like until you actually see that. Yeah. How you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then especially if let's just say like a guy like grows up with his mom and his mom is like dating a lot of guys and she's being disrespected and stuff it could be one of two things they could either be like a very just like like a nice guy that respects women or just be very disrespectful because what they see it could be either or but because they see that Mm -hmm. no because i feel like it's one thing where a, a uh, another reason why black men they really look down at black women mm-hmm. dating them they feel like their mothers ran they're the reason why their their father's not there like they think that their moms, moms ran, ran away. away yeah and we don't want to talk about that mm-hmm. I can, yeah. and then that's why the whole like you how are you not gonna like black women because your mom black but it's just like the reason why is because of that pain and hatred towards their mom yeah that's true and they don't want to show that to their mom because they're like dang they sacrificed so much so that hate instead of it being reflected to their mom they reflect it into the woman they date yeah wow that makes sense that makes a lot and then dealing with the types of like i feel like a lot of people like to cover hatred with types and preferences yeah preferences of like what they don't want in their mom Mm-hmm. Or like preferences of I don't know. I just feel like preferences are an excuse just to not fall in love with somebody because of the way they look or the way they talk. It's just a wall. It's just a wall. It's just a wall. And in preferences in all things, because the preference in typing <laughs> is an excuse for me because I can. We can get into this about me like my experience being plus size and like with dating and stuff like the whole like like a lot of people i've heard said like you know you are cool like people say you are cool and all that but it's just like you just not my type but that's really just cover like just say that you don't want to be seen with me you know what i mean and then i think that's the struggle with being plus size and Mm -hmm. dating is not being seen Mm -hmm. and it's already with somebody that didn't have a father Mm -hmm. in her life it was already, I wasn't seen because my own dad wasn't here. So imagine the world or with men, people really not wanting to see you or look over you because you're fat. Like you see how like, yeah. how traumatizing that could be and not, and with guys not wanting to be with us because of something that you literally cannot control. Mm-hmm. And for the people out there, oh yeah, you can control that. Literally weight and the way that you carry your weight literally can be all genetics mm-hmm. or it can literally be about yeah. your mental state like for me the time frame of when i gained the most weight from like middle school up until now mm-hmm. like me being a senior mm-hmm. it's all tied into my mental mm-hmm. to be honest mm-hmm. with a lot of like the situations that's gone on me binge eating because binge eating for me was an escape it was an escape out of like trauma and certain situations and stuff. So that's for me. I know there's people that have PCOS. Mm-hmm. I know there's people that you know whatever it is for somebody being plus size. First of all, that's not your bit. That's none of your. Why do people feel the need to express their opinions of what a, a fat person looks like yeah. or what is going on? Like you know, if a fat person chooses to be fat and live their life, that's their prerogative. That's their if business. a fat person chooses to lose weight that's their prerogative like what does that have to do with me and it's just all that affects your self-esteem too because your self-esteem is already low because especially if you don't have like for me i already didn't have like a a dad in my life so my self-esteem was already kind of low because it's like i never really had that like you know the first person man that's supposed to love you your father you don't have that that's that already kind of like hit you hard so imagine being fat on top of that yeah. imagine being fat on top of that so the world is already judging you family members already criticizing you and all that and so then let's go to like you having a crush or you liking mm-hmm. somebody or somebody might be liking you but they're so scared to be seen with you or feel judged by other people that they just don't deal with you or yeah. you know they can hit the little the late night FaceTime mm-hmm. calls, the late night texts, but they wouldn't dare to hold your hands or 
um, hug you in public or and all that type of stuff. And that's really hard. Yeah. That's really hard to deal with. And I had to get to a point where I, especially with being in high school, I had to accept the fact like, you know, who I'm supposed to be with or who's supposed to treat me right, I guess it's just not here. I just have to wait for something better. And while while I'm waiting, I can't lower my standard. That's going back to that. And that's what brought me to all this because I've, I've had to catch myself over time with really lowering my standard because it was one of those things where I was just like, dang, whenever I do get somebody or whenever somebody does like me, I got to just take whoever I can get because who is actually going to like me? Who is actually going to... And I've gone through those experiences before where it's just like a person thinking that they can just cheat you any type of way Mm -hmm. because you're fat, because you're plus size, whatever. It's it's crazy. Yeah, it is. Because like, who are you? Right, who are you to tell me how to... How I should be treated? Like, come on now. And it all goes down to a choice to yourself of who you accept and who you let in. And... That, y'all, that's the dangers of lowering your standard because that is the dangers of lowering your standards because who you're with, who you date, who you marry, who you have babies with, who you spend your rest of your life with, that affects everything. That affects how you feel about yourself. That affects how your kids are going to feel about themselves. Mm -hmm. That affects everything. People around you, what people see, that affects everything. And, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that this was a good conversation. This was good. This was so good. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I'm so I happy to have you here and to talk about this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This was really good. It was really good. I enjoyed it. Really good. We covered a lot we of sure stuff. We sure did. And you know what's crazy, y'all? <laughs> this is funny because before we started recording, we kind of made like kind of like a bullet point thing mm-hmm. of what we want to talk about. And when I tell you the different the way that we transition to every topic <laughs> we didn't even really look at it it'll be the type we of thing <laughs> like when earlier we were talking about some so let's talk about being christian and i turned over like wait that's our next topic that's our next bullet point i was like who you know maneuvering and stuff yeah, it was it so, so natural it just flowed it just felt so good and it always feels so good like, it's always feels so good to have a conversation with you no honestly <laughs> Oh my goodness! And now y'all are here listening to us just talk. Yeah, and I want and I want this podcast to just feel like we on like we on Facetime, right? Like, like you, know you know, just a couple <laughs> friends talking. And I'm so happy to have you. I'm so honored, and happy to have you on my first <laughs> guest. Oh, I just you. love this. This was so great. I want to thank y'all so much for listening. Yes. I thank you so much for the support that I've gotten and the uh, the love and the feedback. And this thing is. This thing is going, <laughs> and I'm really excited for where this goes. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's been real. It's been the real. Gabby Thoughts Podcast. You wanna <laughs> you wanna say your Instagram and your um, YouTube again? My Instagram is K Mob K A Y M O B B, and YouTube is Honey K. Check me out. See more of me. All right, y'all. It's been real. It's <laughs> the Gabby Thoughts Podcast, Thank and you. we out. Bye. <laughs>